Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and this week I am joined again by Shane Fletcher. Back by popular demand. Mm. And so this week uh, we will be covering the Rob Reiner film A Few Good Men. An absolute classic. Yeah, uh, so you have uh, been telling me to watch this film for a long time yeah quite a quite a few times i've mentioned that we should watch this film mm. and we very recently did mm-hmm. and yeah. now we can talk about it yeah uh so you why did you want me to watch this film just sort of uh, as a general thing before we get into it sure uh big fan of tom cruise and uh demi moore well, the entire cast, really. The, the, the entire cast is amazing. Uh, Rob Reiner, classic director. Aaron Sorkin, classic writer. It, just an amazing combination when all these people came together to make this film. Yeah, so this is based off a play, isn't it? Yeah, it's Aaron Sorkin's first play, I do believe. It's um, uh, Plays are a writer's medium, and Aaron Sorkin is a tremendous writer. Uh, and then, yeah, they obviously bought the rights to turn it into a film. Mm-hmm. And you're a big Aaron Sorkin fan. I am I a we've... huge Aaron Sorkin fan. Uh, yeah, I like. I haven't actually seen Sports Night. I think is uh, his first sort of uh, TV sitcom. I haven't seen that, but yeah, I like most of the other things he's done. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so this film is about it's a court case. Well, yeah, it's a court case essentially about two U.S. Marines who inadvertently killed someone. Yeah, I believe his sister is... uh, Aaron Sorkin's sister is a lawyer in the military, and I believe it's sort of somewhat based on a true case. Mm. Uh, And that's where he got the idea to to write the play, which then became the script for the the movie. Yeah, so... I kind of had an idea of what this film was about before I saw it. I knew, like, the famous Jack Nicholson line, you can't handle the truth, because, like, everybody knows that. Indeed. Uh, But I didn't really know too much about it, so when they... So, like, I knew it was sort of a courtroom thing, which Aaron Sorkin is a big fan of, clearly based on other things he's made and a lot of, you know, political intrigue and such. Uh, I was surprised that they had to, that Tom Cruise and Demi Moore were lawyers for the Marines and had to basically find them not guilty of purposely killing this marshal, this US marshal, this, Mar- this other Marine, basically, rather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, yeah the, the opening is the thing happening, is them inadvertently uh, killing this Marine because... He messed up, and the Marines have a very bad uh, culture in them of deciding to, well, punishing those who step out of line, because the military is just not a good place to be for people. Yeah, I mean, the movie's from 1992, so it's 30 years ago. I, You know, you'd like to think things have changed since then. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah... Well, you wouldn't like to hope so. Yeah, I mean, I don't have first-hand experience being in the military, but yeah, mm. I can imagine things like this went on. So yeah, to start off cast-wise, there's a lot of famous people in this one. It's an amazing cast, it's a just very, incredible. Uh, large cast, you know, Tom Cruise leading, who I think is a very good actor, and, albeit a, a bit mental, but. He's a he gets he's a good actor, so I think he sort of, sort of balances out, I guess, 
Um, yeah, yeah, you like Tom Cruise, don't I you? I do like Tom Cruise. He is a lot of fun. And yeah, he is, he is really good in this. He's, he's good in most things. Uh, like you say, he's a very talented actor. But uh, yeah, he is, this is an amazing performance. Mm. Um, the whole cast is amazing. And yeah, performances are obviously better when you're acting with other talented people. Mm. And so this is just uh, you know a perfect storm of talent I think in this film. It's incredible. Mm, yeah, you got you know you got Jack Nicholson and uh, it wasn't in it as much as I thought he would be. He's sort of he's in like he is in scenes, but he sort of he throughout most of the middle portion of the film he's not really in it that much. Like he's there sort of towards the beginning before they start going to court and start doing the interviews, and then once the once like the second act begins more basically he's not in it that much until the final sort of court scene at he's, the end. Yeah, very much like. You know, he's the big name, I guess, in the movie, and so he's in it very little. Um, but just in, every scene he's in is uh, an important one, and it's uh, he is it's impossible to take your eyes off him. He is just in, an incredible presence. Yeah, and then he and then Demi Moore, the sort of female lead of the film, one of the sort of accompanying lawyers for Tom Cruise's character, and she's sort of. You know, they sort of have a, a turbulent relationship throughout the film. And, yeah, they don't really get along at first, and then they sort of, you know, slowly... Yeah, she's, more, uh, like, a, she outranks him, and her job is to make sure that she does he does his job. So he's she's like a supervisor, but obviously in the military, you know, she can, you know, dole out punishment, and it could do bad things for his career. Yeah, and then, you know, we've got a lot of other... You know, great actors. You've got Kevin Bacon as the sort of pros- the, op- the uh, opposition lawyer in the case. You've got Cooper Gooding Jr. very briefly. <laughs> I saw his name in the cast, and then he's just in it for like a couple, a few minutes, and then he's gone again. Yeah. Like, okay, that's interesting. I guess this was this before. Th- this was this was before, long before he was he, Cuba Gooding he, Jr. He was he was the ma- he was the big name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you've got Keith Sutherland. Keith Sutherland in it as well. Also, yeah incredible character yeah uh, he plays amazing and then uh you've got there's the there's there's the sort of third lawyer with tom cruise and demi moore well he's not the, he's not the lawyer he's just sort of the third man yeah with of the them. team he's support uh counsel played by i don't know kevin pollock kevin pollock yeah and then there's the two marines who are being court-martialed as well who are also really solid yeah. In this, and they. I don't know who the the main one is, but the second guy was from Twin Peaks, the original series. The nineties Twin yeah, Peaks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just amazing performances all around. Yeah. Uh, so I guess yeah. Now I guess we sort of can delve into the film a bit more. Yeah. So it's so yeah. Two Marines, Dawson and Downey, are accused of murder and face a court martial, and then. It's uh, sort of we don't really know too much of what's happening. Like we don't like the film. Sort of we see that they are uh, well. They well, that's like the opening scene is them doing that and him dying. Yeah. And then we see and then it's sort of like oh were they told to do this or were they not told to do this you know like and then it's we sort of have to fi- figure that out and there's, and you know we sort of have to we sort of learn stuff along but we also get sort of 
uh, we sort of see stuff beforehand. Yeah, they do. He j- does jump in time a bit. Where uh, yeah, the story is very much explained. You, you learn bits of information as the story develops, and it's done very well. And then yeah, we'll just do a little bit of. We'll go back in time, and we'll see that yeah, these guys, uh, Jack Nicholson and and um, uh, the the military there are responsible for this thing. They gave the orders, and then, then it all becomes down to, well, how are they going to prove it, that these guys are the ones that mm. are ultimately responsible? Yeah. And because the Marine who he was there, he wanted to be sent home, because he or he wanted to be transferred or whatever, and because he, he wasn't happy, and Jack Nicholson refuses to transfer him. And, you know, we sort of see that earlier in the film. We see it sort of before everything starts going to court, so we know that he is in some way responsible for this sort of thing the thing happening and not transferring them away but we don't know how much more involvement he has got at that point yeah that's true they they lean up that they sorry they tease that yes they did they weren't going to transfer him home they were going to sort out the problem in on base and then he dies and so you know he's responsible but you don't know the specifics of it just yet yeah and that's a and then you know the sort of we're introduced to Tom Cruise's character also early on playing uh, softball and he, there's multiple scenes of softball of them playing softball for is there a particular reason for that beyond just an introductory <laughs> moment uh, yeah no I'm not sure there's a lot of it there I don't know why that's in there I mean this is based on a play so I'm sure they weren't playing softball in the play so it's a good like getting them outside because I guess there's a lot of the movies in rooms just them talking Mm. so I guess they wanted some exteriors where they can yeah have action and yeah so that and yeah so he and then Demi Moore's character is introduced and they immediately sort of get off on the wrong foot because he's sort of more uh he's sort of you know blase and not so he's not as worried he's not taking it as seriously as maybe he should, at least sort of outwardly, and Demi Moore is sort of getting annoyed with him for doing... Not taking it seriously. Not taking this sort of thing seriously. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so that's sort of right there. uh, Easy way of having, you know, character... of creating conflict between the main characters is they don't... is their attitudes towards the situation is very different and Aaron Sorkin does that a lot in his writing of sort of like creating conflict between the main characters through them just being sort of different kinds of people like I mean like Westwing for example you have seen I have does that is that sort of a thing that happens a lot in the show yeah yeah he's uh big on um on that sort of thing and in this uh in A Few Good Men I mean, it becomes, it becomes, he sort of spells it out a bit later on where it's like, I wonder if they chose uh, Tom Cruise's character who just wants to do it fast and quick and get it done so that they, this could get swept under the rugs and not, not cause waves for the, you know, this general Jack Nicholson who's obviously very important and, you know, they don't want to cause any problems for him. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then, uh, and Debbie Moore's character. Joe wanted to try the case and they didn't want to give it to her because she would actually take it to court and make a big deal about it and they're just trying to make it as low-key as possible, I think. So mm. that natural conflict between what she, as the sort of lawyer she is and the sort of lawyer he is mm. makes for good tele- uh, good cinema. And yes, yeah, so that, that's the sort of very early on. And pretty much most of the first act is just them determining, you know, if like what they're going to do and, you know, like the sort of... 
what they yeah what they're going to be doing basically if they're going to go to court or not uh, and so there's lots of scenes of just just establishing for character basically throughout a lot of the early stuff in the film and uh, and, I, and i think they also set up the military because there's lots of scenes where uh, tom cruise is talking to um the two characters the two uh, marines mm. uh, dan and downey and they don't they're not offering up any sort of information they will answer any question he asks but if he doesn't ask the right question mm. they're just not going to offer up any information and that's sort of uh, sort of, it's not a roadblock necessarily, but it just makes things so much harder for him. And you can see he's getting very frustrated by like, why would you just be telling me this stuff that's going to help your case and and you know mm. fix you up? Yeah, and they and the the two soldiers, the, the Marines are very um very sort of by the book. They sort of keep saying they say sir at the beginning of every sentence <laughs> and end of every sentence. Yes. Even though he keeps telling them they don't have to do that, they just keep doing it anyway. And yeah. He just gets more and more annoyed and. He, yeah, just keeps asking and trying to get answers and they won't yeah they're not telling him what he needs and they and uh not giving the information that he requires to help them because he you know could help them they're just not making it easy yeah. for him to help them as demi moore says they are fanatical about being marines mm. and yeah they don't want to be court-martialed and 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 be dishonorably discharged no. from the military they That's... think um, I, I, I sort of hard to say what they think, but yes, they're just going to come in, say what happened. They don't think they're wrong. They just want to, you know, this to be over for them to go back to their base and carry on being Marines. And they don't, they don't sort of see the bigger picture of they need to explain their case of why and you know make make excuses and that sort of thing. And they don't want to do any of that. They're just saying nope. We were told, we're given orders, told what to do. We did it, and you know we didn't do anything wrong. We're Marines and we follow orders. Yeah, and 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 so. The, and so yeah we're sort of going back and forth between uh tom cruise's character and his sort of stuff and then back to the military and them sort of talking about you know you know we, we, we yeah we go back in time we see that they didn't want to transfer him and then and then you know they have the scene with demi jack nicholson and his sort of two main uh confidants i guess his two main yeah yeah i'm sorry yeah. we didn't mention uh, the other guy the second in command there I, yes uh who's also a big actor yeah who i can't remember right now but yeah no, also yeah. amazingly talented yeah and so he's and then they're talking and then he they and then nicholson's character says that they were uh they had planned to transfer the, the marine but we know that that wasn't that wasn't happening before we see an earlier scene uh, like i guess like the day before or whatever when he died that they said we're not going to transfer him and so we know as an audience that he is lying and it's the sort of we know stuff the characters don't which at times can be sort of annoying when we know stuff ahead of the characters like mm. typically you should find out stuff with the characters as the story's progressing and if and if it's not that then it's a problem because it's just like well i don't you know it's sort of more annoying but i think sorkin writes it in a way that it's not yeah, he's, he's teasing, and he because he says this a few times in there as well, where he teases out the information, and Tom Cruise says multiple times, it doesn't matter what we know or what we believe, it only matters what we can prove. So even though they might know this thing would happen, if they don't have any proof that it happened, yeah. it doesn't actually help them plead the case in, uh, in, in via the law. Yeah, and there's also the whole thing of, you know, if they take this to court, 
it and they don't and they're not able to sort of prove it well it could go very badly if they try to prove it in court and even at the end where they're they're, um they've got nicholson in court nicholson's character in court and they're they sort of don't know if they should do that because if they do and it's he's not found guilty then that could sort of ruin their careers effectively and so that's sort of a thing as well at the well this is towards the end of the film when they want to talk when they want to um put him on the stand to ask him questions yeah uh, and they sort of have to basically you know it's a massive risk that they have to take at that point yeah it said a couple of times um demi moore says it near the end of the film and kevin bacon says it earlier on as well so that you can't just accuse these you know military generals and higher ups of crimes because if you can't prove it then you know you go to jail for for you know tarnishing their reputation yeah and you know that's sort of a uh, a thing with court it's it's in court sort of in general it's hard to accuse people in the military especially high-ranking people in the military of things because you know people don't really want to you know go against them and send them to jail even if they did do it yeah um proving them guilty is tough and accusing them without the proof will yeah come back to, to to bite you yeah and that and that and that's sort of a, a problem but with sort of yeah it's sort of yeah hard it, they're, they're put in a hard position of like they don't you know because because it seems kind of cut and dry that well no matter what the soldier the marine was killed they just have to prove whether the two marines who did it dawson and downey did it on did it without any sort of um prompting to do it or if they were told to do it by a higher official and we sort of learn about how in the core in in that that's sort of a, a a code of honor in the marines is you don't snitch on um fellow marines because that's it's just a code of honor and i think it uh, it really highlights a a problem in the military uh how bad it is like because aaron sorkin is a very left-leaning writer sure as is evidenced by as is shown in evidence by you know most of his work yeah you know like i mean i mean west wing the president is a democratic 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 president yeah in that show and you know even in, in stuff like trial of the chicago seven it's sort of looking at the uh the people who was in that film that people standing up for the war in vietnam and how it's a bad thing and they're obviously left-leaning people because war is bad and and it's more likely someone left-leaning is going to go against it yes and you know and i think this film really illustrates how yeah the sort of culture in in military you know we don't see a whole lot of it we're more of sort of just told things about code reds and how they and how that and how that whole group operates because you don't really need to see it it's not like a you know there's certain films where you kind of need to see like full metal jacket for example oh sure you because the first 45 50 minutes of that movie is seeing them at training and you so and so you need and so thus you need to show why it's a bad culture fostered but in this you don't really need to see it because you've got the opening scene that effectively pr- that just shows the yeah yeah Uh, poor culture they he like he does obviously aaron sorkin does obviously have a um 
a certain viewpoint, but he he gives sort of voice to both sides when uh, Joe and um, sorry Demi Moore's character and um, Kevin Pollock's character both say what they like about the these guys and what they don't like and and so yeah he's trying to make it a sort of a balanced a balanced view. Mm. But he definitely comes down on one side rather than the other. Yeah, he he doesn't sort of leave with sort of he doesn't leave his stories with like just like it's op- it, he doesn't leave them open ended. He he always just comes down on the side of like one, which is yeah, typically one side or the other. But yeah, yeah. typically yeah, uh, which is you know it's fine. Like because it because he's and it's not that he's be yeah he's not being dismissive of the other arguments or anything. He's demonstrating both arguments and both sides of the yeah discussion and he's representing both of those which some people you know which is because some people sort of like oh in in these sorts of things they only show like one side of the argument yeah uh, and they never show the other side and they don't illustrate it but i think in this and in his other stuff he shows both sides of the coin of like you know this is why this side is you know this is why this side thinks this way and then this is why this side thinks this way yeah absolutely he uh they yeah both sides are equally presented i think yeah and 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 like both sides neither side is perfect per se but they are both shown and here's the facts of both and then comes down on one of the sides to uh i mean exactly right i don't know what the what like you've been talking about the um what the what life is like in the military and we don't really know mm. but you can see when jack nicholson uh, orders the code red i don't know if we're giving away spoilers right here and gets um uh well, we'll get, Sutherland's yeah. character and has it all done he's doing it for the, for what he thinks is the right reasons and you know perhaps there is a something to be said about it because a couple of characters come in and say, yeah, we were given code reds and it helped train us and made us be better soldiers. So mm. um, I think the real, the story, the, the point of the story is when it went bad, instead of saying, yes, these are the consequences of it, they just said, no, we had nothing to do with it. These other two guys are guilty and, you know. Mm. Yeah, because we do see, because I don't agree with that whole sort of hazing culture, but I can understand why in the military... It's not like it's not okay, but I could see where they're coming from because they need the toughest, strongest people in the military to fight in their wars and everything. Yeah. Because so mistakes are literally life and death. So yeah, I, yeah, it's a different sort of a different sort of culture that yeah, I really don't have any experience with at all. Yeah, and then they yeah, so Tom Cruise's character, he's uh, well, it is say, and you know, he also is notorious for having plea bargains in court as well and he's sort of not uh he sort of tries to yeah, get the cases over and done as you were saying before yeah as quickly as possible yeah and he presents it to his clients and says yeah six months you you know you could be in prison and then after killing this this guy yeah. go to prison six months and you would be out and then they say you know sure but then what do we do because we're soldiers and if you're going to take that away from me then you're actually taking everything away from me so it's not the matter of six months it's a matter of this is my life and you're asking me to give it up so mm. yeah again i think yeah that's it seems like that's why they got gave the case to tom cruise to try and get it all the way go away quietly but i guess they didn't count on the, Marine, the, the marines, marines being fanatically uh, marines yeah and you know it it, it seems like because on a surface level it seems like oh six months you know for killing someone that's a pretty good deal because typically you'd get a few, several years for mm. killing someone even not on purpose you know 
but yeah it's they are very uh, much not a fan of that because it would mean they're not in the military anymore anymore and that's what they want to be and that's what they want to be doing so it's uh and you know tom cruise is just getting more yeah sort of right he's getting more you know it's it, he's finding it very difficult to try and communicate with them because they're not and, and vice versa as well i think like they're saying do you think we were right and he's saying i think you'll lose and it's like they're, they're talking about two different things mm. um tom cruise just wants him to, wi- to win or to you know to have the least amount of pain possible and these guys are just not going to say they did the wrong thing just for the convenience of going home in six months yeah and and yeah his character tom cruise's you know he sort of wants to be taken off the case because it's just like he doesn't he doesn't see a point in it, you know, because he, because they're not entering, they're not, they're not pleading guilty and taking six months, but also he doesn't want to take it to trial because it's the the odds are yeah, sort of insurmountable. They'll lose and they'll lose big, and because at the beginning it's like they're talking about eighteen years or twelve years, like years in prison, and he's worked and learned all these things and got it down to six months. He thinks he's made this massive achievement, achievement, which I guess he has. Mm. but his clients are not going to make that deal to say, yes, we were guilty, we were wrong, we did the wrong mm. thing, because they just don't believe it, and they have a code, and they have honour, and, uh, yeah, they're not going to do it for the path of least resistance. Yeah, and so he, yeah, just, you know, he's, he's very much not, uh, yeah, and it's sort of, and then he pleads not guilty to the court, and it's sort of like sort of watching this i was just like okay so i assume they are going to overcome it and they're going to find them not guilty Mm. really but i'm just like how though because the evidence is pretty it seems pretty clear-cut like that we do see them doing it and and then we are showing that the the opening scene of the film so you sort of have you know we, we sort of are privy to stuff that again the characters aren't yeah and so you're just sort of as an audience sort of um not really sure on sort of what to what to think because you again we sort of see stuff and we're just like okay so they did do it and yeah he dies and then we um yeah sort of see this and then you know we sort of the the film yeah it's not tech it's not really and like it sort of goes in on and then every now and again we'll go to a we'll flash back to just, like just before he died the marine died and it's yeah it's, it's very uh it's yeah it's not like a linear story we don't see everything beforehand because i think you need because the opening scene is the is the murder or and then because i think that's a good way to st- you know to start the story to because that's what the main focus is yeah is of the uh accidental murder of the of yeah. the marine i mean you don't actually see him die you yeah. it's, it's it's the attack where they get him and they're just putting some they, gaffer tape on him and they're going to take him away and yeah again it's just you know it's, like you said it was sort of hazing training sort of thing um and you don't actually see him die at that point that all comes out later but yeah. yes the story is is told on linear as you'll learn more about who they are who all the characters are as, you, as you're learning their story mm. as they investigate the um the crime i guess yeah, and so yeah, we sort of yeah we uh, there's a, there's a lot of sort of yeah the first act basically is everything pre them going to court in the trial, pretty much and and yeah and so that's mo- and that it just set up the characters and the case and you know 
presenting the arguments on both sides and how you know the odds are very much not in his their favor to get them off you know to, to find them not guilty yeah uh and so they need, and there's lots of scenes. Um, I, there's a scene where they go to um, Dawson, the um, they, they go to one of the uh, soldier, uh, the marine, the marine who died at his locker. Um, and like, this is before they've gone to court, isn't it? Where they go to his locker, yeah, and they yeah. Find they, they go down to investigate the scene of the crime, basically, and see where where it happened. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're in, in his room, and they see all his all his stuff. Yeah, because no, nothing has been touched since he was killed because it's a crime scene and you're not really meant to mess mess with that put the kind of stuff. So yeah, and yeah, they sort of do lots. They do sort of a lot of investigating early on to just sort of try to get a to see if they can build any sort of case. Because yeah, it's it's it seems very difficult to try and. And that's where they meet the three military guys. They meet Keeper Sutherland. Um, yeah. Is it? I want to say Michael McKean, but that's not right. Tim T J Walsh, I think uh, it is, and Jack Nicholson. J T Walsh. J T Walsh, and Jack Nicholson. They meet the three military guys who are in command there, who were the um, commanding officers. Mm. Um, and they yeah, and they set up those sorts of relationships as well. Yeah. Um, where Kiefer Sutherland's character, you know, has no time for for. Tom Cruise doesn't like the Navy guys, mm. um, and Jack Nicholson doesn't like, you know, the the because the, they went to law school and you know they're sort of well educated, what have you, and yeah, he doesn't have time for that either because he's a military guy, and mm. they they set up those nice those dynamics there between the yeah good guys and, and the bad guys, I guess. Yeah, they and um, yeah, and Jack Nicholson he doesn't like them, uh, just quite, sort of. Like he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't really appreciate them coming in and acute and you know sort of asking him these questions. And yeah, he's, he doesn't, uh, yeah, doesn't appreciate people questioning him and the way he's running his base. Yeah, and you know, and it's at this point that he lies, you know, sort of about the whole giving him a transfer, uh, but we know that he didn't give a transfer. So like, okay, we just have to now we have to wait for the characters to find out. It's like, I guess it's kind of like that Hitchcock thing where if you show a bomb under the table, that'll go for in ten minutes, and mm. then you've got two characters sitting at said table, and you want them. It's sort. Of, I guess it's it's not the same thing exactly, but it's like yeah, we, it's like we know information and we're waiting for the characters to catch up and what they can do with it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that it's like that can be incredibly sort of lazy and and bad writing like it needs to because aaron sorkin is a, is a brilliant writer who's able to do that sort of thing and not make it seem annoying or frustrating to an audience member absolutely and rob reiner just getting back to the director does an mm. amazing uh amazing job as well with all the all the um you know the pacing of the film and putting it all together mm. it's uh yeah, it's all incredible. Yeah, done. Rob Ryan. I I don't think I've touched on this before, but Rob Ryan is like top ten directors of all time for me. Yeah. Uh, he's made just yeah some of my favorite films of all time. He's made so many great films. Uh, I know you are also a very big fan of his work. Yeah, amazing films and like sort of like top films in in each genre. Like 
Stand By Me is like a classic coming-of-age film and Harry Met Sally is probably the best romantic comedy and this is one of the best legal dramas and Princess Bride is another absolute classic. And Yeah, uh, it, Misery, one of the best sort of adaptations yeah. of... Yeah, I mean, because he, 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 he does a lot of adaptations. Stand By Me, you know, Princess Bride, Misery, Few Good Men. Like, he, he's, he does a lot of... He works a lot of good, yeah, source material, absolutely. Adaptations. Um, and this is Spinal Tap, sort of classic mockumentary. Yeah, so, one of the, yeah. I think, earliest examples of that sort of... Yeah, just an amazing director. Genre. Uh, yeah, and, and so he... Yeah, this film is very well made on a technical level beyond the writing and directing. It's, it's you know, the editing is, is very good. Like, it's, the editing isn't, like, majorly fancy or anything. It just is very, sort of, like, it works. Mm. And... It's because it's... Cause it's just a lot of people speaking mm-hmm. it, it just gives gets the best performance I think that they've captured on film and gives it yeah. to the audience which is yeah and it's weird because a lot of the because a lot of this a lot of the second act onwards is in the courtroom and it's hard to try and shoot that kind of thing and make it interesting yeah yeah but I think with Sorkin's writing and uh, Rob Reiner's direction I think it works well enough because you've got two excellent people doing that kind of thing, working on it. Because the those scenes would be very boring if you didn't have like two people, two masters of their craft, mm. doing those things. Indeed. Uh, and so you know, I think like this is a, a very yeah very well made courtroom drama, which is hard to do. Like having people stuck in a room, just being in one room for a lot of the film is very hard to. Um, do well and you know like 12 angry men for example is a yeah. perfect example of being in one room well technically two because there's a they go to a bathroom and then they yeah. but the, but most of 12 angry men is just in this one room with 12 guys around a table and that's again also a courtroom drama technically yeah yeah but you don't see the courtroom yeah thing. it's all after the fact yeah it's uh yeah another good play adapted into an amazing movie yeah, uh, but this is more of a yeah. You sort of you see sort of bits and pieces, and you're sort of given more information, and as opposed to Twelve Angry Men, where you don't see anything. You you basically are just told the characters just tell you what, what happened. What yeah. happened? Yeah. But we only see just the act of them do it of the of the two marines doing that to that marine we don't see any of the them being told to do it or anything or the sort of after effects well this is the after effect yeah yeah but we don't see what happens when they find the marine who's died we just see them you know the marines start bleeding and then that's it that's all we see of the actual thing happening but that we never see them being told to do it or anything like that no because we don't need to because we can then sort of infer it from context and and sort of what we've been told by the characters as well yeah i think it's more powerful also as they're trying to get the confession um if we yeah we're not exactly 100 percent sure it's true or whatever but yeah i mean we're, we're pretty confident and yeah it makes for an amazing final scene yeah and so yeah they are talking and um they yeah, and, and they and they yeah they've they've seen the, and they basically are like there there is evidence here that there isn't a transfer there wasn't a transfer for this marine because their room is still all nicely nicely done up and then the other the sort of third main uh, commander yeah sort of talks to Tom Cruise's character about how they sort of didn't actually 
they didn't have they weren't planning on doing it anyway yeah yeah because they clearly as a character have more morals i guess like they're more yeah he's trying to make good on his mistakes Uh, whereas yeah Kiefer sutherland and nicholson are not they they believe they're in the right yeah and that they've done nothing wrong yes uh and then yeah and so they were talking about this um and so they have to and so yeah then the two marines are put on the stand and they uh have to talk about uh you know the they they are being questioned effectively and and we see one of them being quizzed by demi moore's character um and she's and you know she's trying to coach him through it because he has problems with his words and he sometimes yeah he's not good at that he's not a public speaker so yeah he's not good at that sort of thing and then that sort of becomes a problem for them when they keep asking them questions and they keep sort of saying and they're basically shooting themselves in the foot effectively because they are set because they because they because they, they're not because they can't lie in yeah. court yeah and they have the honor of not lying because they're well because they're not you know if they are like yeah as you were saying before they if they get asked like sort of a direct question they will answer directly and honestly yeah but it you know turns out that this guy wasn't there and didn't get the order yeah to give the code red um yeah. and it's just not something i don't know if it just didn't occur to them to say it or they just don't yeah, not going to give out that sort of information. And mm. so their their lawyers are sort of blindsided with the fact that it was just this one guy. And so now it's only one person's word that it happened. Yeah. And a bunch of people saying, no, it didn't happen. So, yeah. Yeah. And that it... Yeah. And, and so, yeah, we see lots of different people on the stand being questioned about several things. And, you know, they... It seems the the sort of stuff where they're talking to um one of the like the sort of medical mm-hmm. like, about uh the conditions that the marine who died had and and whether they and whether they they missed something or not and Kevin Bacon's character is sort of being like that's sort of hearsay or that's not relevant or that's yeah. there's that's no there's no evidence of anything of that so and it's yeah there's there's a lot of stuff there's lots of shouting and arguing and indeed. Because court is a very messy place, uh, and and yeah, it's a lot of trying to, uh, and then there's the judge as well, who sort of, um, who's who sort of yeah is um, a part of it as well, and just sort of doesn't yeah sort of tries to sort of guide them on because they sort of keep getting off topic and keep going on sort of tangent or yeah. tangents that don't really matter or really mean too much um and yes yeah, so they and so when you think that you know tom cruise is that have got like the upper hand then kevin bacon comes in and just sort of crushes it and basically just makes it yeah he obviously knew that uh, he wasn't there and didn't obviously tell uh, tom cruise and demi more the the uh, the defense lawyers and just says yeah no how could you didn't hear the information you didn't hear them say to give a code red so uh yeah you're just believing that this this one other marine did and yeah and so there's lots of sort of things and they're gonna uh you know and there's uh 
and they put they put both of the marines on the stand then they put the uh they, they i'm just trying to think i can't remember him being on the stand the other one okay well i guess because it it's not as important to this it doesn't really affect yeah i don't know whether that just happened off camera or didn't happen. yeah but yeah essentially the yeah case is blown open uh and so Tom Cruise's only choice now is to put JT Walsh in the stand and say, yeah, you need to testify that uh, this happened because now you're the only other witness we we have that can that can help the defense and say, yeah, they um they were told to give a code red. Yeah, and then he commits suicide. Yeah, which is inconvenient. Yeah, for everybody, um, yeah. including himself. Yeah, and uh, it's it, it sort of comes a bit out of nowhere. I felt like. It was, it was quite a shock. The first time you see it, you got no idea it's going to happen. Yeah, well, I wasn't even sure who it was at first. To be, I was like, okay, so this guy's putting on his uniform. Because I thought, like, okay, so this guy's putting on his uniform because he's going to wear it to court. Yeah, that's and right. And he's going to test, and he's going to, yeah, he's going to be on the stand yeah. in that uniform. Yeah. And then he kills himself. And yeah. I'm like, oh. So there's that. Well, that doesn't help. And now they've lost a major witness yeah. who can help them. The only the only real person who can saw help it them. happen yeah yeah uh and so that definitely doesn't help them and and they keep and you know they get the tran the supposed transfer letter well they ask for the transfer letter when they meet up with the three generals yeah. and his and nicholson's like yeah sure i'll, I'll give you this and then but they're like okay so he don't, they don't have it so they have to quickly make one up and so they do don't they? and then they give them a yeah fake one. i mean i think they had one but they just erased the one that was earlier they, had, they gave him the six o'clock transfer mm. which existed i think that was real oh they, they had to make a transfer but i think the flight was real but mm. they had to pretend that there wasn't another flight at 11 p.m which could have got him off the base faster yeah and then yeah they can't really prove that because there's no sort of um log of it happening so, so like basically they can prove isn't that they can prove one left at this time but it didn't land at this time. Like, they can prove... They, they can't prove anything because it happened, you know... Yeah. Three weeks or four weeks ago and no yeah. one can remember. But there was one that, like, left at this time and there was one that landed at this time but were too, but you couldn't prove when the, that first one had landed to wherever it was going and where the other one... Yeah, I think they docked from. the logbook so that, yeah, you couldn't tell that there was an 11 o'clock flight that then landed at half past two in the morning or whatever at another place, so... Yeah, and so they sort of at this point is yeah it's the end that it's the end of the second act when Markinson uh, commits suicide and yeah. they and they are basically um, in despair. They're like, okay, so this case is just lost now because they don't have any major witnesses. You know, they've got they don't really have anything. Yeah, all they've got is yeah their marine saying we were given a, one marine saying we were given a code red and a bunch of others saying no they weren't. No, they weren't. They did this of their own volition and. It's because yeah, it's it's again, it's 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 hard to prove one person's word against however many yeah, other people have right. come forward, as well as the evidence that like yeah, one of these guys he didn't actually hear a code red being given because yes. of where their location was to when the code red was supposed was given. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, still running back from training or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So Tom Gro Tom Cruise goes gets drunk because he knows the case is is blown wide open and then they don't have any chance really yeah and they sort of and uh, i think it's around this point that demi moore is also getting upset more with tom cruise's character because he's just sort of given up at this point and she's like no we could still 
yeah try and win this even though it it, it it's sitting as an audience member i was just sort of like this doesn't seem like a good this is this doesn't seem like this is gonna go well because no but yeah. I was, she's saying what they know and and tom cruise is just screaming it doesn't matter what we know it only matters what we can prove yeah and and uh yeah yeah, because they could say this is hearsay. There's no actual. Yeah, that's right. Without evidence, evidence it's, it's nothing. Yeah, and 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 as I was watching this, I was like, because uh, I because I knew about the scene with Jack Nicholson saying mm. you can't handle the truth. So I'm like, okay, and then it get and then they're like, we'll put him on the stand. I'm like, oh, so this is where this is because he hasn't been in the film no. from the begin. No, like he yeah, very small. There's oh. yeah the scene with him at the. Um, at Guantanamo Bay, being like, yeah, we'll get you that transfer letter, and then we don't see him for the entire middle section of the film. No. And then he comes in at the, the third act, and he's put on the stand, and yeah, it's, uh, yeah, and, and, and this, they, they like, yeah, we can put him on the stand, but we'll be, if we can't prove anything, mm. then we'll, you know, be court-martialed, and yeah. we'll get in big trouble, because yeah, this that's is... right. The only, only hope we have is to get him to admit that he did it. And Tom Cruise is saying, I, you know, I think he wants to do it because he know he's because he's met him and talked to him. He knows how arrogant he is, and he wants to say, yes, this is me, and you can't tell me how to, you know, train my troops. And yeah, I'm a general, I'm a whatever four star general in the army, and yeah. Yeah, um, and we also see, I, 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 is it in this scene or is it in an earlier scene where they give one of the they give someone like a um a book. And they're like, does it say in this book anywhere about the whole code red thing? And yeah, like, that's that's early on in the trial where um, it seems to be going well for our heroes. Where yeah, the Kevin Bacon is trying to say code reds don't exist in the military. We don't have them in in. Uh, there's no official writing about them anywhere in these manuals for the Guantanamo Bay or the Marine Corps code of conduct and that sort of stuff. Yeah, and then Tom Cruise is like, "Can you? Is there a page on the uh, mess hall or whatever it is?" Yeah. And they're like, "No, there isn't." It's like, "So how did you uh, know where it is?" And it's like, "Because we were told where it is or whatever." Yeah, it's we like... just followed everybody else when they went to when it was time to eat. And so just again, sort of showing that you know people are just following orders. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah, and it's because again, it's uh, it, and it's a good yeah, that's a good look. That looks good to us because it's like okay so we so even the, the more basic stuff about where do you go to eat isn't in this kind of book yeah. even though it like it should be but it isn't and that works in their favor and then yeah they sort of then start losing more and more in the case and they lose witnesses and the evidence is sort of really given against put against them and yeah. then they uh and surprises about <clears throat> the yeah no. Them not being there to, to be given the order about the code red and then yeah uh, markinson kills himself and then yeah they've got nothing they're at their lowest lowest of the low yeah and then yeah they put jack nicholson's character uh, jessup on the stand and he because you know he's a bit you know and they are very yeah they they have sort of uh they when it's suggested that they do that they're sort of like no 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 this is a terrible idea we shouldn't do that mm. And then they sort of are like, no, we should do it. And then they put him on the stand. And that's basically the last, well, one of the last scenes of the film is just him on the stand. Yeah. It's all about Tom Cruise riling him up and getting him to admit this thing. And uh, yeah, Demi Moore says, if you don't think you can do it, don't push him because things can go very, very bad for you if you accuse a general, Uh, four-star general of doing these things that you can't prove. And then they, because uh, we sort of see early on in the film, 
he gets annoyed as as you were saying before about them the Tom, about the those, those characters Demi Moore Tom Cruise and that um, of telling him what he can and cannot do and he uh, he gets very annoyed and very upset and uses some very uh, terrible l- language. L- language yeah yeah, yeah. he um, and yeah it's Tom Cruise was just trying to push his buttons and see what sort of reaction he could get from him yeah. Uh, which yeah, let him know that if he can do that again while he's on the stand, then this can all turn around. Yeah. And then he yeah he, he gets more yeah as as he the questioning keeps going on and on he keeps getting more and more annoyed and Kevin Bacon wants is like this is hearsay you know we get him off the stand this isn't this isn't doing anything this isn't proving anything and then Tom Cruise is sort of he keep keeps sort of poking and prodding at him to eventually to mm. try and get him to admit and that and and you know he keeps saying that and then he and then they point out that there's a contradiction in his story because he's saying his marines never disobey his orders and that uh, santiago the marine who was killed was to be uh, transferred for his own safety but like why would he need to be transferred if the marines were told that you shouldn't don't harm him at all yeah, if they never they disobey always, his order always followed orders yeah and he basically says he he and then he, he just keeps going on and he keeps talking about and nicholson's character rather keeps going on and on about how great he is and how important he is to the to the safety of of the of the world and to the people and how you know the, the marines and how important they are and then he, he just keeps sort of going on and on and he keeps yelling and he just keeps getting more and more upset and then he yeah and then he you know tom cruise asks you know what is the truth and he mm. says you can't handle the truth Indeed. and then he just he admit that he ordered that code red yeah he just keeps pushing him and saying you know did you order the code red yeah and uh he he you know he yeah he yells at him and he he, he admits to it and he then he you know he just tries to leave like yeah and, yeah that's right that's and that's and Tom Cruise stops, just amazed that he got the words, and he's then he yeah everything stops, and it's like yeah this guy needs to be arrested now and taken away for these crimes and yeah, yeah. and he and he and he is arrested and he's you know he, he's very angry and he's sort of yeah and he's yelling at Tom Cruise and that that you know and he's getting upset but they yeah he's taken away and that he does not they uh, are, are not yeah that they're in that you know they are in trouble now when Ben but he's going to prison and yes, all that. Yes, that's right. He's he'll be charged with crimes and put on trial. Um and then yeah, the two Marines, Dawson and Danny, are, are cleared of of the crimes of, of, of murder and conspiracy, but they are found guilty of the sort of unbecoming conduct and are dishonorably discharged, with one of them not really understanding why. Cause... Yeah, we were given the order, we followed our orders, we don't understand why. And then the other guy says, well, we were supposed to, yeah, look after the little guy we were supposed to look after. The, the Santiago. People, yeah, the people week too weak to look after, after themselves. themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, and then, yeah, they sort of, they leave to be discharged. And then one of them, the Dawson, uh, you know, he, he talks to Tom Cruise a bit and it's like, you don't need to have the patch to be honourable yeah, and everything. Yeah. And then they salute each other and they leave. And... Um, then they the two um and then yeah you've got and then everything sort of they all leave basically and um then they have to sort of have to arrest Kiefer Sutherland's character as well because he's sort yeah. of 
in, involved in the whole thing mm-hmm. as well. And then, yeah, we sort of finish on Tom Cruise's character and him. They leave the courtroom and we, uh, and all the, you know, um, it, it, we're, he's the last person in the courtroom. You know, everyone else is cleared out and then he leaves and then that's the end of the yeah, roll credits. film. Uh, so yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a happy ending, but it also like it, it's I guess you could say it's a bit melancholic. Like they a get they they found him guilty, and then we as an audience know that he is probably seems quite guilty, but yeah. you know it still happened though, and they couldn't. Uh, yeah, I, and I think that's it. They couldn't just let them get away scot free because this marine is still dead. So yeah, they uh, they get discharged, but you know they can move on to the next part of their lives now. Mm. Yeah. So this, yeah, this is uh, this film. Uh, just before we wrap up with scores and we wrap this whole thing up. Sure. Uh, this, so this one was nominated for four Oscars mm-hmm. that year. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor for Jack Nicholson, Best Film Editing, and Best Sound Mixing. Yeah. He didn't get an Rob Reiner didn't get a nomination for Director, which is just insane. And there was, and Sorkin didn't get a writing. Yeah. Nomination also either. insane. Yeah. So they lost Best Picture to Unforgiven which was the best picture that year. They were also nominate, nominated alongside The Crying Game, Howard's End, and Scent of a Woman, mm-hmm. which you're a, a fan of. Yeah, that'll uh, be another podcast episode, really. Yeah, uh, Jack Nicholson lost supporting actor to Gene Hackman in Unforgiven. Um, yeah, they uh, and then they were also... And for editing, they again, they didn't win editing, uh, but they uh, lost... They also lost uh, sound to uh, Last of the Mohicans. Uh-huh. And then they lost film editing to Unforgiven. Uh, I guess Unforgiven just well it, swept, it yeah. swept. Yeah, winning four Oscars that year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's weird though because it seems like this kind of film would have gotten more like Aaron Sorkin for writing, Rob Reiner for director, Tom Cruise for actor, Demi Moore for supporting actress. Like yeah, would have certainly they should have all been nominated a bunch yeah. anyway. And it's just sort of interesting uh, when. You a know, different time, I guess, 92. Yeah. Um, yeah, Westerns were obviously still big at that yeah. point. Yeah, and Clint Eastern Westerns, I guess, were yeah, a big yeah. thing, because he was the, you know, it was his sort of... It was his time, his, his era, I yeah. guess. Uh, yeah, but yeah, this film is, uh, this is a really good movie. Um, this is a bit quicker than I thought it would be, but I guess it's just talking about how good this movie is yeah yeah no i just much... went through the story and uh the beats yeah. of the story and because and, there's not as much to talk because this isn't like because i guess the problem with like really great films like this is you can't because most of it is just talking about how good a film is mm. as opposed to like uh like last week where we did the jurassic world films because those films are decent but they've got problems so you can talk more about that sure that's fair enough yeah no i don't couldn't see a lot of problems in this film. I don't know yeah. what I would have done differently. Yeah. Uh, so for me, this is a, a nine out of ten. Uh, it, it's it's really good. This is uh, not my favorite Aaron Sork. Not well. Maybe it's my favorite. No, it's not. A social network is the best thing I think Aaron Sorkin has made. Fair um, but I think this and this isn't my favorite thing Rob Ryan has directed either. This is probably like. Probably like four. I've seen five films. I've seen Stabbed by Me, Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, Few Good Men. Yeah. Which is an incredible run of films right there. That's amazing. Because they're uh, all back to back, right? Those yeah, five back to back. Those five back to back. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, and he made them within the span of like 
six years. Yeah, six years he made five. Six years he made those films. He made, yeah. That is amazing. Wait, actually, is it five? Yes, yeah, six. 86 to 92, is that right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not as good as, well, three of those films. But it is a really, really great film. It's very well acted, written. The directing is very good, despite it being mostly in one location uh, in that courtroom for yeah, a lot yeah. of it it's very hard to, to make that sort of directing interesting yeah uh, obviously he's relying a lot on the writing at that point and yeah the, and, the story. and and yeah but you know able to get those because you need good actors to read that dialogue and you need to be able to get those performances from those actors and you know just that great cast helps things too because absolutely because if you have a because like Sorkin dialogue and writing, you need very good actors to read Sorkin dialogue. Yeah, I mean this was his first film. He's Aaron Sorkin's obviously well known for having everybody say his words exactly as they're written. I don't know if he could command that with this on his very first film script. Mm. So I'm not sure if there was a bit more leeway of people, you know, giving the dialogue. Um, mm. Or if Rob Ryder had more of a command, then I'm not really sure. But all of those, all of the cast, I absolutely 100% believe they were those people, even down to the two Marines that are on trial. They uh, certainly, it all seemed very, very real. Yeah, so that, yeah, it's a, it's a 9 out of 10 from me. Yeah, um, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. It's yeah. just an incredible film. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's just really good. Uh, so yeah, thank you all for listening to this episode. We did another episode a long time ago on firefly and uh, the serenity film which is much longer than this but and we've done one in the middle there haven't we we did uh we did one talking about the oscar nominations oh that's right yes yes that's right i couldn't remember what movie that was yeah yeah um and we'll i'll be back in the future i'm sure we'll do another one he keeps telling me to watch all these films yeah there's all sorts of great films we've got to you got to catch up with yeah uh so yeah thank you all for listening to this one i hope you enjoyed and i will see all of you in the next one goodbye bye